You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and it is time to spend a little bit of time talking about the Euro 2024 qualifying draw. Well, I'm pretty sure since I kind of botched a little bit of the intro because I'm kind of really rather disappointed lately with the French national team. So, of course, you know, when, I'm, when I was reminded that the draw for the uh, qualifiers for the Euro 2024, I'm basically once, rem- once again reminded that the French national team right now is absolutely awful. Embarrassed in the in the recent Nations League, okay. It was just by some freak of luck they were they were not relegated in the, in the Nations League, but right now as far as the World Cup goes, I've said I said it a long time ago on this show, France is not gonna win the World Cup. There is no way in hell that they are even good enough, or even whether it's physically fit, they're not mentally fit to win the World Cup. Okay, we know how how, how the behavior is with the arrogance right there. Okay, they are not fit to win the to win the title. They're not gonna win the title. And once again, okay, it is time to move on from Didier Deschamps. Quite frankly, it's time for the French Football Federation to have another president at the helm. And when Zinedine Zidane takes over, I expect a complete cleanup of the lock of the coaching staff. Okay, I expect a new team to be rebuilt, and I believe that's exactly what's gonna happen. So in other words, you know, what I might have botched this is when Zidane takes over, Zidane is going to need to clean house, bring in a brand new coaching staff, bring in a new philosophy and a new, like, winning mentality to the team, okay? And t- basically to remind the players, 
that he's in charge, not them. Because I've said it many times, Zinedine Zidane, when he takes over, to say that he's going to put the players to work, well, that, ladies and gentlemen, would be one hell of an understatement. Anyway, all right. So the draw already took place, okay? Took place yesterday in Frankfurt. And honestly, since Germany is actually hosting the tournament, they're already qualified. Now, sitting in the pots, you know, the U the UNL, like the United Nations, the, the UEFA Nations League pot, you know, with the teams who, are in the, who, are, who basically are in the final four of the Nations League, which would be the Netherlands, Croatia, Spain, and Italy, who, of course, are the reigning defending European champions. And sadly, they are not in the World Cup. So, pot one, pot two, and pot three. Aside from that, okay, and of course there's four, five, and six, but I'm not going to go through them all. But I'm going to go through the groups. So group A will be Scotland, Spain, Norway, Georgia, and Cyprus. I think, honestly, we all know Spain's going to win the group. So I think the basically the conversation for group A is who's going to finish second and qualify. Whether it's, I think it's going to be either Scotland or Norway, honestly. Cyprus very likely will finish bottom of the group, and I don't mean any disrespect, but, you know, Norway, of course, you know, Erling Holland. I mean, you know, Erling Holland, you know, dominating, you know, the, the club soccer, you know, we would love to see Erling Holland, you know, really have a dominant performance, you know, in international duty. We really want to see Norway actually, you know, co you know compete in, in a competitive international tournament, so... So that, that's why I'm basically firm on the fact that second place is going to be heavily contested between Norway and Scotland. And who do I see coming on top? Well, that, that's going to be tough. Now, Scotland did qualify for the Euro 2020, okay? Unfortunately, they did not qualify for the World Cup. But Scotland does not want to start a new long drought of failing to qualify for, for another tournament. So Scotland is beyond determined to qualify for a consecutive Euro. Now Norway, on the other hand, well, Norway has not qualified for the World Cup since 1998. Let me say that one more time. Norway has not qualified for the World Cup since 1998. And they have not qualified for the Euro since 2000. Okay? 2000. So basically, Norway is in the similar situation as Scotland kind of is, even though Scotland was part of Euro 2020. But Norway wants to make a difference. But as we know, Erling Holland can't carry the team on his own. But of course, there's Martin Odegaard, who plays, of course, there's no place for Arsenal. So, no doubt that Norway has talent, okay? They certainly have talent. I mean, you got the, you know, Erling Haaland, you know, and Martin Odegaard, who, of course, you know, two young, bright players, you know, who the huge future of the Premier League. You know, they, we really want to see, you know, Nor Norway really kind of prove a point. I mean, Norway's, I'm, I'm looking at, at this roster right now from the recent call-up of the current squad, and, you know, some young players, you know, playing you know, throughout Europe, you know, but as far as, you know, playing for big clubs, you know, there's one player who plays for Napoli, couple of them play for France. One plays for Rennes. The other one plays for Bordeaux. You know, of course, there's Martin Odegaard, who's the captain of the, of the Norwegian national team. He plays for Arsenal. And, of course, there's Erling Haaland. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, it kind of looks to me like there is some talent right there. But, 
Same with this young team. You know, right now, as far as international duty goes, you know, Erling Holland's already had 21 goals in 23 appearances in 23 appearances for uh, for uh, Norway. But Erling Holland is gonna need to have the backing and the support of his players if Norway is to qualify for the Euro for the first time since 2000. Scotland's gonna have to do this as a team too. So I'm basically solidified on the fact it's gonna be between Norway and Scotland. And right now, I, I'm not gonna make a pick on who's gonna do it, but because I just because I, I just really believe that it's a, it, it's a strong stalemate. It could be Norway, it could be St Scotland, but we'll have to wait and see. But Scotland, along with Georgia and Spain, they are actually assured of at least the playoffs. All right. So that's Group A. But I got Spain winning Group A now. Group B now. This is where it's really frustrating for me. The Netherlands, France, the Republic of Ireland. Greece, and Gibraltar. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, France and the Republic of Ireland, once again, in a, in a qualifying group. What happened the last time that they were in the same group when it was in a qualifying uh, phase? 2010 World Cup. We all remember the, 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 the Thierry Henry handball. Ireland certainly has not forgotten about that, okay? So, so honestly, I think, honestly, as far as who's going to win the group, dude, I, I hate to say this, but I think it's going to be the Netherlands. Well, because right now, I don't know what's going to happen after the World Cup. Now, if Deschamps is no longer in charge, if Zinedine Zidane is brought in and Zinedine Zidane cleans house and, and brings his, a whole new coaching staff, makes changes to the players to rebuild the team with the younger players, if Zinedine Zidane sets forth a team with the right mentality, France could certainly top the group in glorious fashion. But first, I need to see if Zinedine Zidane is the manager of the national team. Because I've said this before and I'll say it again. When Zidane takes over, believe me, he is going to bring in the youngsters and rebuild the team, you know, for a huge and long, bright future. Zinedine Zidane is the kind of guy that could control his players. When he won the Champions League three times in a row, everybody likes to say he won it because he had the best players. Yes, Zidane did, in fact, have some of the best players in the world with Real Madrid. But the key is, he knew how to use them and he, knew, and he was able to control them. Zinedine Zidane is a fearless, courageous guy. He does not give a damn who the heck you are, okay? If you do not work hard, if you do not put forth the work, he is going to put you on the bench, or better yet, he is going to snub you from the international duty. Zinedine Zidane is fearless. He does not care. He's going to put you put you to work. If you do not give the, the, the good results, you're not going to get the chance to play. Zinedine Zidane is the kind of manager that the France needs. Heavily disciplined, able to set forth a winning mentality and a hardworking mentality. He can get the players to get rid of the arrogance. So once again, when Zinedine Zidane take, becomes the manager of the French national team, a message to all the players. Get rid of the narcissistic egos because if you don't, you can bet that Zinedine Zidane is going to do it for you. And that is going to be a lesson that you will never forget because, again, Zinedine Zidane does not fear nobody. Nobody. So right now, obviously, so right now the Netherlands and Greece are the only teams to actually be assured of at least the playoffs. So France isn't quite a predicament. Now France was already, well, a few years ago, France was in, the, was in the same World Cup qualifying group as the Netherlands. But France was actually able to, you know, get rid of that. Now the Netherlands were not a very good team four years ago. I mean, 
Well, I forget when the Netherlands, you know, going, you know, going on to fail to qualify for the Euro 16 after they lost to Iceland, and then failing to qualify for the World Cup in Russia. So, Netherlands is really at a, a, a new face in their in their history. So, and so the Netherlands is, is pretty good. Now, France still has that talent, but if Didier Deschamps is still manager when France is going in, in, in this qualifying phase, then yeah, France is not winning the group. I mean. It'll even be almost a miracle if France even qualifies because, like I said, Didi Deschamps needs to go. Didi Deschamps has been the manager of the national team for 10 years. It's time for a change. It's time to bring in the man who who can make France stronger than it's ever been. It's time to bring in Zinedine Zidane. But right now, I'm not going to go too far, but France finishing second is as nice as I can be, but you, you cannot count out the Republic of Ireland. Now, as far as Greece goes, who will ever forget in 2004 when Greece out of nowhere won the Euro 2000 Euro 2004? Of course, Greece, you know how brilliant they were on the defending in that tournament. You know those days are obviously long gone, and Greece really hasn't been the same since. Now, as far as Greece, uh, Greece did not qualify for the World Cup four years ago. Uh, excuse me for the Euro in 2020. But you know, kind of looking at their history, you know, ever since their uh, triumph in 2004. You know, there's really, it's really hard to explain exactly, you know, what how the team has been. Honestly, looking at their competitive record. Now, they did not qualify for the World Cup, for the 2022 World Cup. I mean, the last World Cup Greece was part of was in 2014, when they when they were made it to the round of 16. Now, as far as the European competition, they have not made it since 2012, when they reached the quarterfinals. So, so Greece is basically... They've basically it's 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 they're long they're they're clearly not the team they were in two thousand four that's that of course shocked uh that sh- shocked the entire European continent. But right now, honestly, second place can certainly arguably be debated between the Republic of Ireland and France. But you know now now France has all that talent, but again, the problem with France is the managing and the the players' behaviors and the arrogant behavior has been a problem with the French national team for so long. I mean. The egos, the arrogant behavior. I mean, that that's right, right there. So Mbappe, all the, uh, he, you know, the young, and you know the young guys. I'd imagine Kamavinga and Chouameni ought to be part of the, of the team by then. I mean, they should be. You know, Mbappe is probably going to take on a leader of, uh, on a role of a leader for the national team. So he's going to have to he's going to have to get his attitude together too. Now Benzema could probably still be on the team along with Giroud. Those veterans will probably still be needed, provided they're still fit to go, which I believe they will. But there's that endless plethora of talent that France has, so there's really no reason for them to not qualify, and I think they will. So, but I think the Netherlands wins the group, and France finishes in second, and France will be fin- lucky to finish in second. But a second place will be a blessing because second place means you automatically qualify. So, so that takes us to Group C. Well, how amazing is it that you have Italy and England in the same group, and that's a rematch of the Euro 2020 final when Italy upset England at Wembley Stadium? Well, England actually, speaking of you know being relegated in the Nations League, England recently suffered that particular humiliating uh, thing, okay? Now, Italy, of course, so, so England gets relegated in the Nations League, but for Italy, the situation, um, it, it, it's almost, uh, it's almost unbearable to even think about, even, even if you're not Italian, because the fact that Italy 
went from winning the European title to failing to qualify for the World Cup for a second consecutive time. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is horrible. So Italy is pretty freaking humiliated right now. And, England, and Italy would love nothing more than to take out that, that, uh, that frustration on, on England. Okay? So obviously I have Italy and England finishing in the top two. Now as, finish, as far as finishing first, really, it's up for grabs. But Italy, of course, is assured of the playoffs. Now, they're also with Ukraine, North Macedonia, and Malta. Well, North Macedonia qualified for the for the Euro, to, in, you know, uh, in 2020. Of course, it was saying it was last year, but it was for Euro 2020. And of course, North Mac. And you know, how ironic it is, you know, I speak of how ironic it's, it is between Italy and England. Now you got North Macedonia in the same group as Italy when it was North Macedonia that pulled off that miracle upset of the century that uh, that basically prevented Italy from qualifying for the World Cup in um in Qatar. I mean, North Macedonia scoring that late goal on the road against Italy to knock Italy out of contention. Oh, Italy has not forgotten about it, and Italy is coming after North Macedonia. <sighs> Man, now, as far as Malta goes, I mean, Mal- Malta, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it comes anywhere close. I mean, Malta, you know, might it'll, it'll probably be a miracle if they can actually even manage to even get three points from a match, but. But you now Ukraine. Now as far as Ukraine goes, well, Ukraine definitely could do something. But you know, really, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of firm on the fact that it's going to be England and Italy finishing out a second. But but you know, North Macedonia and Ukraine they can certainly pull off a little bit of magic. I mean, like that. So I think Group C is certainly interesting. But I still have Italy and England finishing the top two. But I'm super I'm super curious to know if if North Macedonia can pull off. More miracles, but unfortunately they could not qualify for the World Cup. That would have been that certainly would have been huge. But, but Ukraine, you know, like that, as we know. Uh, now I should have mentioned this earlier. As we know, Russia, Russia is obviously banned from competing because of uh, the whole Russia and Ukraine uh, thing going on. So, but with Ukraine, what's going on with them? You know, they almost did qualify for the World Cup, but but ultimately came up short. So. If Ukraine still has that motivation, if they still have that heart, then maybe they could pull off the upset, and maybe. And then maybe prevent Italy or England from qualifying for the World Cup. Excuse me, from qualifying for the, for the Euro. I gotta remember this is the Euro, not the World Cup. But I mean, imagine that. Imagine if Ukraine prevents Italy or England from qualifying from the Euro for the Euro. So imagine if this happens to Italy. So Italy goes from failing to qualify for the World Cup as the reigning as the reigning defending European champions, and then they fail to qualify for the Euro as the defending European champions. I mean, the humiliation for Italy goes deeper. I mean. I can't imagine just how the re- the reaction would be, you know, if that were to happen. But I don't. But I'm not sure if I think it will. Italy and England will will, will qualify. Now we get to Group D: Croatia, Wales, Armenia, Turkey, and Latvia. Well, I was really honestly hoping that Turkey would qualify for the World Cup. You know, I I got to tell everybody that believe it or not, I'm I actually have Turkish ancestry on my on my mom's side of the family. So obviously Turkey. You know, Turkey, you know, doing well, you know, would mean a lot to me personally. So, you know, and honestly, my dad actually recently visited Turkey. And he says that Turkey's honestly, Turkey's a very beautiful country. And, and I don't doubt that at all. But, but, you know, Wales is in the World Cup for the first time since 1958. And, of course, Croatia, four years ago, made it to the final where they lost to France. But the way I see it, honestly, I think second place can certainly come down to Turkey and Wales. 
But I hate to say this, but I, th I think that Croatia and Wales finish in the top two. Now, Turkey's going to put up a hell of a fight. There's no doubt about it. Now, Turkey wasn't a, wasn't a Euro in 2000. It was in the Euro 2020. Of course, they were in Euro 16. So Turkey would love to qualify for their third consecutive Euro com competition. But I have Croatia winning the group. But I believe second place is going to be is going to be heavily compete uh, competitive between Turkey and Wales. But as much as it hurts me to say, because again, I do have Turkish ancestry on my mom's side of the family. I truly believe I believe Wales could actually come out on top. But but honestly, Turkey is actually assured of at least playoffs. So who knows what the hell can happen? But but Turkey certainly Turkey is really that kind of team that that, that they should not be counted out. But uh. It's certainly gonna be a bit of a, certainly gonna be a bit of a situation, but we'll have to wait and see. So, I got Croatia topping Group D, and I think Wales finishes in second. Now we get to Group E: Poland, the Czech Republic, Albania, the Faroe Islands, and Moldova. I think I already speak for itself. Poland and, and the Czech Republic. There's really nothing. There's really nothing else to mention. Poland and the, and the Czech Republic qualify. You know, like that, there's really nothing else to say because it's quite solidified. I mean, Robert Lewandowski is probably going to, you know, Robert Lewandowski would love nothing more than to, um, you know, continue. I mean, Poland is in the World Cup, but and Poland wants to continue competing in the European competition. So, so Poland's def Poland can definitely win the group, but I think, you know, who wins the group? I mean, it's definitely going to be Poland or the Czech Republic, but I think out of those two, those two are going to qualify, whether, they fit, whether one finishes first or second. Poland and Czech Republic are qualifying for the, for the Euro. Now we're at Group F. Belgium, Austria, Sweden, Azerbaijan, and Estonia. Well, obviously, Belgium is honestly beginning to fade out of the picture a little bit. I mean, they're still good, but Eden Hazard, you know, Romelu Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne, they'll probably still be on the team still then, you know, but you know, now that the players are getting, getting to be in their 30s now, you know, who knows you know, how much more those particular players have left in them, especially for international duty. I mean, Belgium is going to be at a point where they got to bring in the the younger guys and basically start building and grooming the next golden generation. So, but I still think Belgium wins the group. I mean, if something, I mean, unless something bad happens, but but I think second place now. I think there's another group where second place is is going to be heavily contested. It's going to be between Sweden and Austria. Now Austria was in the in the recent Euro and they almost beat Italy in the round of 16. And Sweden unfortunately did not qualify qualify for the World Cup. You know they lost that playoff game to Poland. And of course, you know Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, obviously is not going to be there. But as far as Sweden goes, I mean the future of this team. I don't know where they go moving forward. But of course, you know one of my closest friends and most loyal listeners of the show, Lars the Viking Johnson, is is Swedish. You know. It, it would be tough on it. it. It would be tough, you know, for 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 him because you know for Sweden to fail to qualify for the World Cup and then fail to qualify for the Euro. I mean that that would you know break the dude's heart. But but right now I'm not gonna pick who's gonna finish in second. But I will say this: it's gonna be heavily contested between Austria and Sweden. And really at this point, that's all I can say because it, anything could happen, and we we just don't know what Sweden and Austria have been up to. I mean, so Austria, Austria recently in the Nations League they were in the same. Um, in the same uh, gr uh, group with France, and I mean, they they gave France uh, a a bit of a hard time. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, now they did tie they, they did tie against France at home, and then they lost to France two nothing. But make no mistake about it. I mean, it was not easy for France. So they did they really did give France a run for their money. But 
But I think Austria and Sweden battling it, battling it out is certainly exciting. But uh, again, really, all I can say is uh, we'll have to wait and see. But no doubt, Belgium's, go Belgium's definitely going to win the group. Azerbaijan might pick up a win or two, but I, I think Estonia finishes buried at the very bottom. So that's Group F, Belgium, but def Belgium definitely wins it. Now we go to Group G. Hungary, Serbia, Montenegro, Bulgaria, and Lithuania. Well, here's a very certainly interesting group. You know what? We, we really have to give a bit of props to Hungary, right? Because Hungary, you know, <laughs> in the Euro last year, when they held France to a draw, but did almost nearly beat them, that honestly just simply cannot be ignored whatsoever. Okay? Not at all. Now, Hungary, in September 23rd, they beat Germany in Leipzig, 1-0. And they beat England 4-0 in Wolverhampton. <coughs> they beat England twice. They beat them at home, and they beat them on the road in the recent Nations League. Okay? That can't be ignored. So Hungary, what I'm saying is Hungary is better than they look. Okay? But Serbia, they qualified for the World Cup. They won their group, okay? They won their group, which also consisted of Portugal. So Serbia and Hungary are both teams that are a whole lot better than they look. That's why, honestly, I cannot stand here and pick a favorite on who's going to win the group. But I can tell you this. Hungary and Serbia are going to the Euro. Okay? If, unless, if Bulgaria pulls off some sort of magic. Now, Bulgaria, if I'm correct, I believe the last time Bulgaria qualified for the Euro, I believe was in 2004. Of course, you know, Bulgaria, their run in the 1994 World Cup when they, when they upset France in that, in that qualifying game like that. But Bulgaria really hasn't been the same, you know. I mean, for so long, I mean, Bulgaria hasn't been in a World Cup since 1998. In the European Championship, I was correct. Yep, the last time that Bulgaria was in the Euro was in 2004. Where they lost all three of their games, conceded nine times, and scored only once. So, so Bulgaria really, it's, it's been a, a lot of bad luck as far as soccer goes for them. But, but, I'm, but I'm firm. It's going to be Hungary and Serbia. But whoever wins the group, that I, I honestly just cannot tell you. I, but Serbia is sure of the playoffs. But I could not sit here and swear in open court that... I have a firm, I have, I have a firm pick on who wins the group because I think it's gonna be it's gonna be between Hungary and Serbia. They're both capable of winning the group. We'll have to wait and see. Now we are at Group H: Denmark, Finland, Slovenia, Kazakhstan, Northern Ireland, and San Marino. Well, 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 well. Okay. Well, I think first things first is uh, should we go ahead and say that San Marino, uh, San Marino finishes bottom of the group? I mean. <laughs> San, San, the San Marino Nationals team. I mean, I, th I, I, I think if I'm correct, they have com they're basically like the only team that's like that, that's never won a game in the competition. Like, I think the only if I'm according to research, the only game that San Marino ever won, period, was an was an exhibition game in 2004 against Liechtenstein, which they won one to zero. Now, we can say whatever we want about San Marino, but you know, San Marino, as we know, is basically a, it's like basically a European microstate, which is in Italy, so I mean, it's amazing that they even have a national team, so I mean, I don't even know, going too deeper into that, but we all know, I mean, San Marino, 
Uh, like that, I mean, yeah, they're going to finish bottom of the group, and, you know, they'll just be competing like that, and I guess it's basically, I mean, I don't know. Really, what to say. That's all I could say about San Marino, but they, they definitely finished at the very bottom. Denmark definitely is, is going to... Denmark is going to top the group. Denmark is absolutely fantastic. Denmark, for God's sake, they beat France twice in the Nations League. They beat them twice. Twice. And they're in the same group with France in the World Cup, so it would not surprise me if Denmark humiliated France again in Qatar. But if Denmark can do it well enough for Didier Deschamps to no longer be in charge, then I will be internally grateful for Denmark. Because with all due respect to Deschamps, I congratulate him for winning the World Cup four years ago. I believed in him then, but I've grown... I've grown increasingly disillusioned. I think it's time for him to go, so that's that. Now, Finland qualified for the Euro also. That they were that was actually their first uh, Euro. Now, and of course, you know, that game against Denmark where the whole thing with Ericsson happened, so it's um, it's a bit ironic to see them in, in, in a group again, and hopefully this time the game won't go interrupted. Both games won't go interrupted, and they go very, very well. Now... Believe it or not, second place, in my honest opinion, is, is contested. It's, that, it's contested within Finland, Slovenia, and Northern Ireland. Now, Slovenia... <laughs> uh, you know, when you think of Slovenia, you think of, you know, of my boy Luka Doncic, who play, who's a basketball player who, who plays for the Mavericks, and of course, you know, who, who represents you know, Slovenia internationally. Now, Slovenia did qualify for the Euro, but that was all the way back in 2000. And believe it or not, Slovenia has qualified for two World Cups in 2002 and 2010. So there is a little bit of a history. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me. But anyway, right now, I really believe that it's going to be heavily contested between Slovenia, Finland, and Northern Ireland for second place. But Denmark, without a doubt, is winning the group. But if I were to pick between those three, hmm... It might be Northern Ireland. I mean, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But it could be Northern Ireland. But again, F Finland, Slovenia, Northern Ireland, they're going to battle it out while Denmark is going to solidify themselves and they're going to win the group. Now we get to Group I. Switzerland, Israel, Romania, Kosovo, Belarus, and Andorra. Hmm. Now, this one's really interesting. Now, Romania... One of those teams that used to be extremely, extremely good. You know, look at kind of look at their competitive record. I believe they were, they definitely were Euro 16 because they were in the, they were in the same group as France. And I remember, in Euro 16 was when they last qualified. They did not qualify for the previous uh, Euro, and the last time Romania qualified for the World Cup was in 1998. So, so as far as Romania goes, I mean, who knows? But I think Switzerland can definitely top the group, but who knows? I mean, uh, as far as, uh, well, as far as Israel goes, um, you know, when I was actually doing a little bit of research, you know, for the Euro, you know, obviously the, there, there was some hope that they could actually qualify because they're definitely in a group. I mean, I don't know too much about the team, to be honest, but, you know, as, as far as Israel goes, you know, they have, the last time, the only time they were in a World Cup was all the way back in 1970. And they've actually, believe it or not, they've never, ever, ever qualified for the Euro. So they're, they're really, tru truthfully hopeful to, to finally be able to do it. And now they are, they are assured of at least a playoff. So, so, so right now, honestly, I mean, th this group right now really kind of like seemed like there's definitely a lack of excitement. But 
But I really believe, I think, I think Switzerland tops the group, but I think, you know, honestly, it could be between Romania and Israel on who gets second, but, but there's really not much to go on as far as this group goes, but honestly, it very well could be Israel, but, well, we'll have to wait and see. So now we're finally the final group, Group J. Portugal, Bosnia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Iceland, Luxembourg, Slovakia, and Liechtenstein. Well, first things first, there's no way in hell Portugal's not winning the group, let me tell you that. Now, as far as second, as far as who second goes, I mean, well, Iceland, we'll never forget Iceland in 2016, you know, making it to the quarterfinals. You know, they eliminated England in the round of 16. Then, of course, there's the Bosnia and Herzegovina. Well, now as far as as far as I know, I mean, Iceland seeing them in, in the, to compete again would certainly be huge. But we're now kind of looking at the uh, competitive record for um, Bosnia and Herzegovina. They've never made they've never made it to the Euro, but they made it to the World. They did qualify for the World Cup in 2014, but but you know, unfortunately, the track record is anything but convincing. So. So, so honestly, the way I see it is, I think Iceland it might actually be the team that actually finishes second. But, but Portugal, they, they solidify themselves. They finish top of the group, and that's that. So, yeah, that's really all there is to say, really truly about it. But Portugal wins the group, but I believe Iceland takes second. So, anyway, so right now with the with the playoffs, so the teams that are short of playoffs, so of course there's like the, there's the four leagues: League A, B, C, and D. So. Unfortunately, the fact that France is not assured of the playoffs, you know, France definitely is in a position where they have to win, but all these te several teams aren't, but... <sighs> but I'm not exactly sure how they're going to basically uh, measure who makes the playoffs. I, I think it's going to be like... If I think you might have to finish, you know, third like that, but I don't know. But they're assured of at least the playoffs, so I'll have to wait and see, so... Anyway... But the groups are finally there. But right now, you know, as, as far as favorites go, I think it's still too early. I mean, obviously, we, I, I can pick out all of the European heavyweights that are always favored in a, in a tournament, whether it's the World Cup or the Euro. But right now, we'll have to go in and see. But going with the groups right now, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of set on on, on who, who are my favorites to top it. So I got Spain winning Group A. I got Netherlands winning Group B. I got, well, Group C. I'm undecided. Group D, I'm with Croatia. Group E, I'm undecided. Group F, I'm with Belgium. Group G, also undecided. Group H, I'm with Denmark. Group I, I'm with Switzerland. And Group J, I'm with Portugal. And I'm basically at that determining period where I'm solidified with that. And I'm firm on it. So that's pretty much all I can say about it. But before I let you go, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you that Into the Net FC is probably brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, Major League Soccer, as well as European Soccer. So if you're looking to shop at Fanatics, just find the link in the description. You can start shopping for your favorite soccer merch and take advantage of the best deals in the world. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, WWEShop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience. So if you're looking to get your pro wrestling merch as well as save a lot of money, just find the link in the description and you can start taking advantage of it immediately. And Into the Net FC is also proudly brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus allows you to stream the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League. Plans start at $4.99 per month and you can cancel at any time.
Subscribe now, and you can even get a free trial. So if you are looking to sign up, just find the link in the episode description. You can set up your account in less than two minutes, and you can start binge-watching your favorite shows as well as soccer immediately. And finally, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.